Thanks for listening to The Balance with Cal Ness on the Midwest Flyways channel. Be sure to leave us a review and check us out every week for new episodes. Well, yeah, I need a lazy boy, but I mean, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing what I can. Yeah, you'll be fine, I think. I think so, too. <clears throat> so we are live and recording, actually, already. Uh, which is pretty crazy. That's perfect. Uh, it has been weird. Yeah, <laughs> doing the podcast like by myself and like talk. I like talked about it on the last podcast. Like, you talked to yourself essentially. I talked to myself about how weird it is to talk to myself. That's a trippy topic. Yeah, like that could get deep. Yeah, that's weird. The right? only time I find myself talking to myself is when I work on something in the shop and it's not going well. Then I start to like talk about why it's mm, not going well. Like, and what I could do different. It. I'm like, why is this not coming apart? What do I need to do different? Get a bigger hammer. That's always my first answer. Yeah. That's that's probably good farm advice. Um, probably probably pretty good advice in most things. I have not yet to find a problem that I can't fix with just a bigger hammer. Yeah. Quotations of whatever the hammer is. For sure. You'll either break it or fix it, and then either way it's over. Yep. And I don't <laughs> mind nuking stuff. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Well, guys, this is insane. My friend Gavin Colas has joined us this week. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Actually, our friend, per se. Our friend. The well, third person. I mean, <laughs> if if you listen to the Midwest Flyways podcast, oh, yes, then I you do. would have heard Gavin multiple times, and then been on you know, a friend times. of the pod. A, fr- a definite friend, a friend of the friend podcast. Of the pod. You have been on the podcast three times, by the way, because we did one with Riley, too. Oh, that's right. And that's I'm saying well, that a, as like a I, I bonus say, episode. I say one of mine was like on my own, and then I was a backup because someone bailed, and then the one with Rye. Yeah, no, I tried to make it so that the balance would be more often with you. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember we talked? Yeah, yeah, we, we talked, talked about, about that. This. But my like, work you're, schedule you're unavailable, so like. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, maybe Gavin will be on here more often. This winter, I'll right probably now. do like a once a week feature, like Tuesdays sure. with Gavin, and we just go. do a deep talk. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think I'm going to start on this podcast. I'm going to start doing a segment where I call Micah. Oh, God. For like five minutes, five to 10 minutes. I get to ask Micah some questions, which for those of you listening, Micah is my brother. And, and he's, he's wild. He's wild. And he's hilarious. I feel like you could do that segment with any one of us. Like just probably. phone a friend day. Yeah. Call. Yeah. Jake, call Matt, call Joey. For sure. Call Wade. Just for five sure. minutes. Hey, I got three questions quick. You got you to make sure you pick the right person, though. No, you just fire off three questions to someone. Oh, well, yeah. No, I mean, you're right. If it's like a five-minute segment. I think Micah's going to be good every week because he's hilarious, just like naturally. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like... I've, I've almost debated, too. Like, maybe I'll do it where I don't even tell him it's on the podcast. You just, just act like, like it's a brotherly yeah, conversation. Yeah, I'm just like, him, like, what's up, man? How's the birds out there? And he's like, dude, you wouldn't fucking believe these birds <laughs> suck, you know? Or whatever. I would pay money for his responses if he didn't realize he was being recorded. That's what I mean. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe he'll he'll have to know. But whatever, dude. Is it illegal not to tell him? Um, he's my brother, so I'm not sure how the law, like the legality sure, portion sure of that, the legality is. of that is, or how that translates over. Uh, um, probably not worried about it. Yeah, fuck the it. legality of yeah, it. I just he can scared. sue me. I mean, family has sued family before, for sure. Yeah, that's that's probably generally when there's like seven zeros on a paper. And yeah, like, oh. yeah, that that is when that is when it all takes a big turn. Yeah, family Every, no longer becomes family when you're staring at like six plus zeros. You're like, oh no. Yeah, you, at that point. It's it's just about some dollar figures. Yeah, which, if you're a greedy person. If you are a greedy person, which most people, once they see seven zeros, become... It's hard to not like probably I, become I greedy. always wonder about that if I grew up rich, if I'd be more of an asshole or yeah. less of one. I think about like, would that. Would I be a better I person or I'd be a too. worse person? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I want to know either. I think you'd be a worse person, probably. You think? Probably. I, I kind of have the personality for that, to be honest. You're like, well, here's the hard part, right, though? You're a pretty confident guy. And I think part of part of that, though, is, you know, like you grew up in an environment where it was like better for you to be confident. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as as any of us like start to try to understand or learn like what makes up our personality, most of the time, you know, and, and anybody, it's like whatever you learn as a young person that like makes your life better. The easiest. easiest yeah easiest yeah survival like and like fastest road to the top in yep. your mind <laughs> and what works for you to get things that you want or need in life i just walk in i own the room That's and yeah way. and that that is like something that relates to that so like if you were rich and things were just handed to you you gotta wonder you gotta wonder like 
Yeah, because see, the other thing is a lot of people that are rich are confident, but their confidence is is basically born out of like entitlement. Well, yeah, and in the fact versus that, like, like every I've, problem I've, I've, I've ever had can it, just go know? away with money. For sure, which it's, like, it's entitlement. God, I wish that I could make that happen. That's the thing, and and sometimes I'm like, is entitlement like would I be? I'd be probably fine if I had a bunch of money if I was entitled. Like the I only problem is, is, like, and I can stand on this. I've never seen a sad person drive a Ferrari, so I would love to to find out if I could be like unhappy or sad if I was rich. You've never driving. seen a sad person driving a Ferrari? No. You mean like when you look at them, they're smiling? Yeah. When I look at Dude. someone roasting the tires on a Ferrari, they're pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like, I'm sure that there are sad people out there that are driving Ferraris right now. Probably oh yeah, dude. Probably not. Think about all the rich people that with, have like committed you, suicide you, or died yeah, or like maybe of drug overdose, but like have sad, a Ferrari in the when garage. When your sad tears hit that leather seat that's yeah. custom built in Italy, I yeah. bet it goes away real quick. Probably not. Maybe I'm a little too materialistic. I think the problem is that once you have Ferrari money, <laughs> money doesn't make you happy anymore at all. Anyway, it's, you know, because like, once you're like, I'm buying Ferraris because I can. I say it's it's like when <laughs> I think it was. I don't remember what, what podcast Rogan put it on, but he's like, what's the point of having fuck you money if you can't tell someone to fuck you? Like, fuck off. Yeah. Kind of money. He you goes, can't but once you have that you, much right. money, like, money seems to then not no longer be like a concern. He goes, then you just start con- worrying about other things and focusing on other stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's real though. Because like, For sure. most people worry about money more than most anything else. Yeah, 100%. Myself included, like. Everybody, I got, yeah, I, I think anybody habits and hobbies, and and I would say <laughs> even people that you look at and think they're like super rich, somebody who like you, you oh. know, like oh they they have a big house, they got nice cars. I know some very wealthy people that like are very frugal and very conscious of every dollar they spend. Most people. and they don't need to do that for sure. Most like, people because they've they've come from having no money, probably. Yeah, I come you know? from having no money, and I somehow don't mind spending it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the well, thermal I showed you today. Right, yeah, Gavin, you. that's funny, actually, Gavin was telling me today that uh, he he said, you know, if you had $2 million, would you buy me this scope? And I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's an $18,000 thermal scope. It's so a brand new IRA, that's and let me tell you, if I had $2 million, that some bitch would be on the way. Wow. Yeah. Do you know how happy no, that I would that. make me in life to have that? For like... Every coyote hunt and every winter activity I've ever done. Yeah, but after like three coyote hunts, you would even for, you would forget you even had it. You'd just be like, yeah, it's just part of my shit I, now. I like I have a maybe, thermal scope. Maybe. People would be like, wow, that's badass. You'd be like, yeah, I kind of forgot how badass it is. I've been hunting with it for so long. Yeah. That's the problem. I got a mountain sled and I haven't thought about that with that way either. <laughs> yeah. I just It's still cool every time it's, I turn it on. I'm like, oh, it's still badass. Yeah, until like year three when you're fixing it for the 10th time, and then you're going to be like... Fuck. I've had them before, and it never I know. wore off, so I don't think it's going to wear off this yeah, time. Man. Yeah, maybe it won't, dude. Hey, we hunted today. We did hunt today. Yeah, we hunted today. I didn't I didn't know if we were going to hunt today. Um, and, uh, Until about because, 7, 18 last night, we weren't. when I was trying to figure out if we were going to be hunting today, it was rough, partner. Like, there's not a lot out there. There's not a lot of geese here right now. Dude, I, know I was going. baffled. I have scouted every day all week. And granted, I haven't had a ton of time due to work to, like, get out of, a, I would say, a 20 to 25 square loop from the house. Mm-hmm. So I just haven't been able to cover a ton of ground. But I can make the consistent loop that I know I can get in or get on property and hunt and had success in the past. Yeah. So, like, I make that consistent loop the same, like, three loops, basically. Um, Especially then, this time of year, because yeah. you really know where it's even possible to hunt. Right well, now. that and like I already know, like if you drive west to here, twenty thirty minutes, any wheat field's already locked down by some local kid out that way. So like, yeah. why even? I don't have the time to lock it down early in the summer because it works. So it's like, why even try? Sure. And I don't. Are this like this year? I got one early season hunt in. Last year I got two. The year before I didn't get any. Like yeah. the early season's just tough for me for just availability. Um, but yeah, I didn't think so all week. I was like, we're toast. We ain't hunting. Like just plan on going out and hanging out with the boys tonight. And then literally I left Chanhassen and I was like for work. I was like, I can get home with like 15 minutes left to yeah. scout. And I was like, yeah. hail Mary. I got one field that I know came off. Riley ta- saw it two days ago and saw nothing. I saw it this morning and saw nothing, but I said, but I'm here now. Let's just haul, haul ass there. Right. I made a beeline for that one field and I pulled up and I literally just seen like six, seven heads and a truck slow drive drive by. And I just whipped a Yui and went back to the farmer who I already talked to. And I was yep. like, Hey Brian, mind if we, Swing in there in the morning. I was like, nope, don't care at all. Just don't do not do anything dumb. Don't get stuck. I'm like, will do. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> I, I, then I went back and was like, yeah. how, how many are in here? Yeah. 50, 60, 50, maybe. 60. You know, man, I'll say, I thought we saw more than 50 or 60 geese Oh, this I morning. bet we saw. 
100 100 120 yeah, I would, I would be my number yeah say about my number yeah the only the only hard part was like we just the, the standing corn hides man sometimes they just don't want to get down yeah and granted I, I blew one shot call for sure that yeah, was I got I got down. antsy it's tough because this time of year too especially today with no wind zero we, wind. we just didn't like you don't know if that pass that they give you at 30 yards over your head you don't know if that's the best pass you're getting well that and the other problem is like we only saw how many birds in there the night before. Exactly. Nothing had been in there prior, and then this morning we've already seen sixty, and then a flock of forty comes over. Right. And like, and they're skittish. Well, you know, yeah, and they're skittish. You know, oh yeah, because like they like, didn't. Mm-hmm. They were, well, that and they kind of bounced the field a little bit before they came into us, and then they made a loop over. And I was like, if everyone's got a shot, let's try this. Yeah, which it wasn't a terrible shot. I just I called it like a half second late. I should have been about a second early. I didn't think it was. I mean, it wasn't like a bad shot call. But it just wasn't good. You just it's tough. You know, you're still figuring it out, getting the jitters. Yeah, there. And, I mean, yeah, like second hunt of the year, man. Like, let right. me get my shakes out. Let him get the shakes out, get the yips gone. Oh. Dude, I have a question for you that's kind of an interesting one. Shoot. When you go to a new place. A new place yeah, as yeah. in state? Like hunting. Yeah, sure. Like, new let's state? Say a new okay. state. Like, let's say you go into, I don't know, fuck. Let's just say like. South Dakota. Sure, South Dakota. Like, what's your thought process in terms of scouting to find birds? <clears throat> I mean, like, where do you start and like, where are you like, okay. This, so, how we're, this is how I want to do this. So this is like, so the, the trips I've planned to like uh, Canada, the, the both Dakotas, Nebraska, and Montana, I've been fortunate enough to have someone who had already been there before me yeah, and pointed in a general area, like, hey, this rough 100-mile square has had good hunting. Okay. Or like when we went to South Dakota, I had driven through an area in the spring on a fishing trip and found a bunch of birds. And I was like, I wonder if they'd be here in the fall. So then... I ended up on a coyote hunting trip out there and found them in the fall. And then the next year I drew a tag or a yeah, license. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like I know a general base area, but my thought process always is find as much water as possible, start scouting. And if I don't find birds, just keep bouncing from, I'll usually like, when we go to the Dakotas, I'll mark like probably 15 or 20 waypoints for water. Mm-hmm. And I'll just keep checking roosts until I find what I want. And if yeah. I don't find it, then I just move on to the next area. And I usually try to prep, two to three quote-unquote areas with that, and I'll just move where I sleep. I don't care. Yeah, it's like when we go to Canada, we have like a base idea, but like usually we've got, I think it's like nine or ten lakes that we consider like a roost lake where we use as a base point to like check seabirds, follow birds off, but usually otherwise we just start putting miles on. Yeah. Especially up there, like birds travel so far, it makes it a little easier. <clears throat> no, that's I, I agree with you. I mean, like when I'm, if I'm going somewhere, I, I just did that Onyx hunt mm-hmm. masterclass thing the other day. And, um, I mean, the, the, the first thing I said, they were asking me like, well, I got to call start? them. I got, I'm having issues with my Onyx. I'm oh, not, really? I'm not pleased at the moment. What? What's wrong? Every like two weeks it says I don't, I haven't paid and it drops my subscription. And then I got to like call yeah. them and talk to them and be like, Hey, I've already paid for a gold membership for the year. Like give me my maps back so I can go to Montana and shoot a mule deer. And they're like, Oh really? You mean elite, an elite. Or elite. Membership. So yeah. yeah, my elite. And he's like, Oh really? It shows you haven't. I was like here's my receipt, like, here's everything I paid, like, and then it'll be good for a month, then I'll go on there to, like, drop a couple public land spots in, like, Montana or Nebraska where I've got a bow tag and nothing. It won't let me. And I'm like, mm, why does annoying. this keep doing this? That's super mm-hmm. annoying. So I just got to call and chat it over and see what's going so. on. I think so, yeah. You yeah they've been out. really good. Customer service been great. Sure. And I've only had to do this one other time, but I was just, like, annoyed the other day because I went, I drove through part of South Dakota. I was like, oh, I'm going to pin this. Can't pin it. Didn't I'm like, oh, you bastards. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. But like on- Onyx is a huge tool for that. Like just drop. Oh, yeah. But like here, you have the same around home, you have the same seven, eight roost spots. You just pin right, all of right, them. You right, just right. sit there and check, see where it's where. Like early, they haven't been in five of those seven or eight. They've yeah. been in like the two opposite ones from any other year. So that's different than most. But the river is always a consistent one. For sure. Yeah, I, I think that's an, an interesting topic. And it was interesting because, like, I was, like, Wade was on it, too. And Wade was talking about, like, how he scouts. And, like, mm-hmm. they scout in, they scout in the water. Oh, yeah. They so, just like, they scout around. from boat. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Which is just crazy because they're checking holes in the timber. Oh, yeah. Which is so different from what we do. I just put miles on. I have no interest where waders. Yeah. Wade and I went round and round about that at Game Fair. He's like, you don't like waders? I'm like, no. I hate them. Like, to me, mallards in the timber or mallards in a field put me in a field all day. I don't got to wear waders. I'm I'm all about it. Waders yeah. are uncomfortable, not enjoyable. I kind of like wearing waders. <laughs> I know you're a field guy. I like water though. Like it's fun. It's just cool. I like to be dry. Yeah. 
Like this morning, getting drizzled on was rather annoying to me. It was a little bit annoying. You did, however, you were the guy that wanted to stay out there. Like, guys, I, just so I you know, really hey, we, we were hunting this morning, and it wasn't really supposed to rain necessarily. So I, I kind of get it. But it was drizzling on us when we went out there, like raining It was already. sprinkling. It was sprinkling. It, it was sprinkling on us, and... We were definitely slightly getting wet. And as you look at the radar, it's supposed to get worse. And the sky behind us is getting darker. And Gavin's like, well, I'm so, I'll stay out here. I don't care. We're staying out here. Which I think you were a little kidding. But then, I was half kidding. But yeah. then at the same time, I went, guys, like the radar has been you were so like, it's spotty gonna be for the last... Minutes. Well, like, not even it's that. It's going to skirt us. It's well, I just figured it was going to skirt. Because like, the amount of spotty showers and spotty... like shit we've seen in the last couple of days for me yeah. i was like there's no way it's gonna rain it's Dude. gonna it's gonna get all dark and act scary and then it's gonna go two miles west and we're gonna be fine and hey. then it didn't happen that yeah way. we we did make it out the three of us me riley tommy we were like gavin it's Let's gonna go. fucking rain we're leaving now we're going to the barn so we just went and sat in the barn and it poured dude which was i'm really glad that we did leave the field Otherwise, we would have been really soaked. And when yeah, you my, guys left all your shit, shit there, though, I was like, wow. Well, my bag is waterproof, so I wasn't so much worried about that. But my donuts yeah. are ruined, so I was a little buttered about that. For sure. That was a big mistake, though, leaving the donuts out there. I really didn't think it was going to rain. I thought all of you guys were being kind of yeah. girlish about it. Yeah. And then the thing poured. is that's funny to me is that Tommy and Riley both did think it was going to rain, and they still left all their shit out there. Yeah. That. Like, Tommy, Tommy took most of his shit, except for he left his, like, T-shirt fucking... Head, it, headdress, head, thing, head his thing. headdress, and, Dude, we and get all the truck the shelves, this morning. Like we get in the truck out. this morning. I look over. I'm like, "What are you wearing?" He goes, "What are you talking about?" It was my scarf. And I was like, "A scarf?" And he goes, "Yeah." And then look at this. And he wraps around his head like, uh, I'm not gonna say like what, but I was like, "Dude, what are you doing, man?" He had <laughs> I'm that not gonna thing, say like what. Yeah, he had that thing wrapped around his head, and I was like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Well, I don't want him to see this shine on my face." I was like, "Just keep your head down, Gomer. Dude. Like, put your hood up and look down until I tell you to look up." It's You're fine. so fun. Like Tommy wanted to hunt all the time now and like being into it. Dude, he's like so into it, and I love that because like he's always been the kid that will come with and hang out. Um, like three or four hunts a year and then like he when we were younger he'd rather like go hang out with the boys on saturday night and go get hammered or go hang out with a girl or whatever and he didn't want to like go out of town go hunting everything else yeah but like now he's like showing some serious interest in it and wants to get into it more and like starts shooting with me at trap league and like wants to get better and the kid can flat out fucking shoot he's always been a good shot yeah but he just he doesn't know the logistics <laughs> side of things so we just got to teach him but it's, it's fun for me the only hard part is then it just that group just never can be small. It never works out that way. Today was small. <laughs> Today, I, I bet you, Cal, let's be real. This will be one of the only five or four people or less hunts that I have all year. That is <clears throat> that is your choice in a way. Yeah, but like, no, because like when you hunt with certain guys, like you got to take other guys with because then if, if I don't want to say like <clears throat> I'm the guy for Tommy, but I'm the guy. I supply the decoys, yeah, yeah. the gear. The, the spot, all that for him. Sure. So, like, if I don't bring him, he doesn't get to go. So, like, yeah. Trav, Trav and Cody are used to only hunting with Riley. So, like, Riley does the scouting because they live in the cities and can't right. get out to scout as much unless they go out, like, west, which they can't do every, do every weekend. So, yeah. if they're going to hunt around home, they got to come with Riley. Well, Riley and I hunt together. So, two guys that are the guy then hunt together. So, now, like, okay, now, you now got, you've yeah, added yeah. the guys that you hunt with. So, now it's five. Well, you're at five right out the gate. Well, then Matt jumps in because Matt's, like, my second older brother who just I take yeah, out because I love Matt. Pretty much. Yeah, I love Matt. Matt's great. But then the uh, same thing, Matt travels for work, so Matt can't scout. So Matt's yeah. like, hey, man, we hunting Saturday? Yeah, we are. He's like, all right, I'm in. All right, well, now we're at six. Yep. We're at six before I call you on a th on a Thursday. Sure. <laughs> now you're seven. Now Joey rolls up and wants to bring nine other people. Now I'm at 18. Sure. It's real fast. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. I feel like I get to, I get on a lot of smaller group hunts. I feel like you do. Yeah. You get like the intimate hunts where like a couple of kids you know will be like, "Hey, Cal, it's just two of us going tomorrow. Do you want to go?" And you're like, "Hell yeah, I want to go." I don't get that. Yeah. I occasionally get that where Joey will call me or you will and be like, "Hey, you do you want to go, go do like a one or two or man?" Or and I'm like, "You know, I could use that tomorrow." Yeah. Which like I have decided next year I'm getting like a little sneak boat and I'm <sighs> I want to get one. Let's go, dude. But I want to. I talked to a guy at Game Fair that builds like custom ones. And he said for another like four hundred dollars, he'll build me a tandem trailer so I could pull two of them. Ooh! So I was like, well, for four hundred more bucks, if someone else buys the boat, they can just keep it on my trailer. Then my thought was, well, okay, then you could do like one guy buys like Joey, for example. Joey buys a single trailer and single boat. 
I buy a tandem trailer and a boat, and they say you buy a boat or Riley buys a mm-hmm. boat. The three of us could go do a little like, hey, we got nothing Saturday. Well, let's go to this random lake and yeah. just, or this random marsh that's yeah. huge out west. Or hey, there's this little backwater on the river. Let's go motor this sucker in there for sure. I want a sneak boat for some dinging around shit. Yeah, I really want a sneak boat too. I really do. I and Joey's like, been talking about getting one too. I think he it'd has. Be really fun. Him and I talked about it getting one of the is it four, four rivers boats. Oh yeah, we were both talking about those. Problem is they're damn expensive. They are and damn this, expensive. this guy in lacrosse is much cheaper, and I can custom what I want. Because like I told him, I was like, hey, could I do this many feet in this wide because I want to add a dog box in the back. So what goes, do you want to do length and width? <clears throat> I'd like to, I think, do, I want to measure to be sure I'm not 100%, but I think 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. That way I could fit like the cockpit, storage, and the dog on the back of it. So like he can ride in the back and I can drive. And then like when I park to hunt, he can still have his little dog box, but then I can slide my like seat up and I still have room to move and do my thing. Yeah. So I'm not cramped because like, I don't know. I haven't ever been in a Four Rivers, but I was in another one, and I got in there, and then I put my dog in it, and it's like you're crammed in there. It's like if this. I guy think for a, a lot of people, it, which I get for you, like you, obviously this doesn't make sense for you, but I think for a lot of people, the reason they want that boat is because you don't have to have a dog. Y- yes, but <clears> like <throat> I don't hunt without him. Yeah, no, and that's why I said yeah. for you, I get that. But then that's where like the custom guy comes into huge help because I'm like, hey man, can I go? a foot wider and a foot longer. And he goes, yeah, I can do whatever you want. How wide were you going to go? I think we talked 48. Wow. That's a big sneak boat. dude. Oh dude. It would be big and it'd be, it'd be custom. But like he had a drawing of like an idea in his head that he did. He goes, well, this is like a rough idea. What I was thinking that's similar to what you're talking about. He goes, we could tweak this. And I was like, that's dope. And even if you did like 42, I could get by with 42 or 45, something like that. Do a custom number. Yeah. But I got to tweak that. I got to. I want to draw it up and start playing with some things and some objects. There's a couple things in the work for next year's little arsenal. That yeah, I think my thing is I would probably rather just go smaller. It, it would be nice. I just I like having the dog aspect. That's of in it. that. That's why I'm saying like I get it for you. For me, like the whole thing of it would be I could put like a trolling motor on like a really small fucking oh boat. yeah no I'm running a PPF five and right. a half. I want to put like right. some extra horsepower on that sucker. I want to do. I want, I want to move. Yeah. But like, I, I want it so I can go like, hey, mid-October, we have nothing. Hey, guys, let's go to like, here's a here's a marshy lake in Ortonville. Let's go out here and hunt. Yeah. You know, or hey, Green Mountain has a bunch of birds on it, but nobody can get to the marshy side on the north end. All right, let's go. Yeah. Like, you know, that kind of thing. For sure, dude. No, I get that. And I want to be able to do that too. There's a lot of like walk-in lakes too. Dude, so many. That are so cool. And I've always just thought like, well, fuck, I should just get a kayak. A kayak would be not a bad Because then you idea. could just walk I, in. Yeah, like, I wouldn't take a kayak gear. on the river. No, but you could get a... I've heard guys take the beaver tail boats on the oh, river. Oh, yeah. The beaver tail boats actually really solid. That's what I actually yeah. started hunting out of when I got into hunting. Yeah. When I shouldn't say when I got into Is it into like hunting. a final attack? Is that what it's called? Uh, the final attack the is The square one of them. front? Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. not the one I had. The one okay. I had is the stealth. Oh, yep. My the stealth. My... my, my my uncle had a stealth one that he gave me to use for a season. And when we went to North Dakota, we used them and we would like just push pole marshes with it. And it yeah. was, I enjoyed it. Yeah, dude. I think that's cool, man. I think it's really fun. I want to be able to do some more of those like little hunts, especially like solo, but I want to go to the lake where nobody wants to go hunt it. Cause it's such a crappy walk in. There's you know, so something? many. Oh yeah. I can and think like, of like 10 lakes out West or like hunting spots where I'm like absolutely zero chance. Yeah. There's, that. there's one lake that I want to go back to really bad that we can talk about after we're off the podcast, but I want to, I want to go back out there because it's walk-in access only. Can't have a motor. Can you push pull it? You can push pull it, but okay. nobody goes in there because they don't want to hunt it, but there's birds on it. Like I know there's birds on so it. So I had a teacher before. in high school that him and his two sons and another teacher and his son, the five of them hunt together, yeah. but they only hunt, hunt out West and they only hunt motorless lakes or they push pull in. They use Karsten boats. Yep. Or Car- Karsten. Yeah. Carson's um, pintails or yeah, whatever. Like the yeah. pintails or the, yeah. uh, I think it's the canvas back is the one he <clears throat> runs. Okay. But like they shoot the shit out of birds and he goes, I was like, really? He goes, dude, he goes, push pulling's the way he goes, push pull a mile is really not that hard. He goes, it's silent. He goes, I have push pulled right through rafts of birds, 10, 15 feet away and they never know I'm there. So crazy. And I'm like, really? Like I've never done it. So I don't know if that's actually real, but that was what he would always say. And I was like, damn, that'd actually be pretty cool. Like that'd be so, but cool. like the amount of birds they shoot, like I'll give them that. Like they shoot a ton of birds, but he's like, he goes, you know, the amount of guys that like lakes out West that are push pull only that won't push pull two, three miles back into this marsh. And I will, 
I'm yeah. like, you know, that's a fair point. How long do you think it takes to push pull two or three miles, though? I asked him, and I'm going off of my high school memory because I was a senior and I asked this, and I think he said like 35 minutes or 30 minutes. What? No. And he said it's. He said he goes, if I get moving in my boat, he goes, I can cover some ground. And I was like, really? 30 miles? Or Sorry, 30 minutes? And he goes, yeah, 30, 40 minutes, something like that to do like two miles. I was like, damn. I was like, 15 minutes a mile? I was like, that makes sense. Does it, though? I mean, my if you think about it, I mean, you can technically walk a mile in 20. I can run one in like six and a half. If I'm push-pulling and I'm pushing, I mean, how fast do you think you can paddle one? Yes, yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. I mean, I, I know, I bet I could paddle one. I bet I could paddle two miles in that easy. Yeah, in like calm water? Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm oh, sure. Maybe, I'm not, I don't think he was talking like going into gale force winds either i think he was talking like a calm like a little day. bay like yeah, a, like a little like a, like a little backwater yeah, deal back and like water. a five mile hour wind and you're just push pulling along i think he i think he said it was like 30 40 minutes something like that yeah i guess that kind of makes sense which e- even even hypothetically say it was an hour yeah i'd get up an hour earlier to know that i wasn't gonna be bothered on public ground and yeah. like they have a duck camp so like they bought um i think it's like 80 acres and an old house and barn and some stuff and fix it up to like a legit duck camp and they hunt the ground that they own but then there's like I think he said like 15 or 16 lakes slash marches within like 20 minutes. Gotcha. So you drive 20 minutes, you push pull for 30, and then you're into your spot. Like, that's really not that bad. And if like he said, he goes, most of the place we go, he goes, I've been hunting since I was in my teens. And he's, God, when I was in high school, he had to be 58 or 59, maybe 60. Yeah, that's crazy. And he's like, I've only seen a handful of people on some of these ever. Yeah. He goes, and I've only, in my entire life hunting out there, the one he was talking about at the time, I won't say where it is. But he said, I've only had my hunt ruined once by a guy who kayaked in. He goes, and that was in the like late 90s. God, that's so he goes, Otherwise, he goes, I've never been bothered. He goes, we all split off and hunt our own areas. And he they goes, beat him up. And he goes, but we all hunt alone. He goes, everybody push pulls in and occasionally will hunt two guys, but usually everyone goes and hunts alone or whatever. You pick sure. your spot and you go. And like they beat him up. Like if I remember, I think I was either a junior or senior. They shot limits for five guys. Like I think it was like four or five weekends in a row. Every day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Dude, here's a question. You think it's easier to shoot a limit when you're hunting by yourself? Yes. Tell me more about that. I think it is because I think guys tag team a lot. Like today's a prime example. The first shot call. The first shot call, Riley didn't like it because it's too far right for him. Yeah. And they were just, they swung a little different, so he didn't shoot. Your gun clicks. I crush one. Tommy misses his first shot, and my second shot and Tommy's second shot are the same bird. Yep. And then Tommy doesn't shoot a third time, and I whiff my third shot. So the second shot, if you don't shoot the same bird, you yeah, down yeah. three now birds. Doing, yeah. Now instead of down in two birds. For sure. So now you cut into a flock with nine guys, and you have 12 birds in front of you. How many guys are double dipping? Yeah, 100%. Because, like, and you go alone, and you triple, or you double even, you only need to double twice. Yeah. Now you go alone. You go with a buddy, and you guys double. Well, you got to double. You know what I mean? Six times. Dude, I've always thought, okay, this is this is obviously like stupid and weird. Mm-hmm. But if you hunted with the same group of people enough, I wonder if you could coordinate your shooting. You do. I, I No, I don't think that's dumb and at all because I, Riley well, okay. and I do it. Yeah. Because Riley and I will sit like... And Joey and I have done it. Mm-hmm. But it's... I don't know. I've never tried to coordinate more than like two of us. I, I think it's a feel thing because like I can tell you when we've all hunted together, it's like you, me, Joey, Riley... Um, I don't remember who was with Matt was with. I think it was five of us that day, maybe six. I don't remember the sixth, but like I always sit left side and I generally sit towards the middle. If I have the dog. So if I remember right, it was Riley, me, the dog, Matt, then you, and yeah, then Joey. I always sit right. You side. always sit right side. And I prefer the left. Yep. I like the left for whatever reason, but like whenever Riley and I sit next to each other on the far left, Riley goes high and I go low. Like okay. it's just instinctual, but like, I think it's an instinct thing. I think you get used to like your hunting partner because, like, in my opinion, I would consider Riley probably my hunting partner. If you're gonna yeah, call yeah. it, I hunt with him the most. Yep, we do the most like par- partner hunts, double hunts, whatever you want to call them together, yep. and then we plan stuff together. We scout same area, everything like that. Um, but like, I think it's instinct. I think you learn like what he does, what you do, because like for whatever reason, when him and I hunt, just the two of us, we never tag team the same bird. It's yeah. always Riley goes high, I go low, or, or the big thing is we'll communicate it too, which helps. But even I feel that with Matt because like we've done hunts where it's me, Matt, and Riley, and like the three of us work differently. Mm-hmm. The big thing is like shoot your lane. 
So here's here's what I always do. And this is one this is how I know like me and Joey usually can coordinate pretty good together. So Joey almost always likes to go like far right. Oh yeah, he always goes the yeah, far yeah. end. So like the far end. Because he goes end. far and works in. Yep. So I was gonna say so like when me and when me and Joey are hunting, like my my thought. Wait, what did you say, just say? Say that again. Joey always goes for what? Joey that? goes far right and then works his way in on birds. Okay, so and because of that, I do the same thing. So Joey always picks the furthest bird on the yep. corner, and I always pick the third bird in. Right, because so it leaves the second bird for him. Because it leaves the second bird for his follow up shot, and then I work backwards into yeah. my my follow up shot. Yep, which I mean, it's the way to do it. See, I look at it different. Generally, and it depends on how they come in, but generally, like for ducks, someone go high, someone go low. Yeah. Because they're going to come in and they're going to go up. When they go up, there's always birds here and there's birds here. So I break it into a level vertically. Yeah. I'll go low, Riley go high. So Riley okay. goes up, I go down. Interesting. And I like that. Geese, I mean, depends on where they're at, but like everybody just pick your lane, start shooting. Yeah. The hard part is, is sometimes guys don't want to shoot their lane or you mix match lanes. That's when things get, oh, yeah. get difficult. And, when you get that many guys, you really don't know for sure if you tag team to bird or not. Yeah. But you can generally tell with a rain out, either you got really good shooters or guys actually shot their own birds and shot their own lanes, which is how it should be. Mm-hmm. But no, that's, I don't think that's a dumb question or tr- like a dumb thought at all. No, I mean, truly, I think, like you I think should you be able to, chemistry. you could get it to a point where like if me, you, <clears throat> like let's say me, you, Tommy, Riley, the four together, of us? every day this year. And we could just start to coordinate, like, okay, like... We, I would say it takes about two years, and we'd be coordinated yeah. easy. Because, like, the first year, Riley and I would tag team every mallard the same. Yeah. Like, I have a, a a weird mallard that we shot along with, like, the weekend of I shot my black duck in town. Yep. Um, We shot some mallards, like, the day before, thank, or the day before Thanksgiving, and then I shot the black duck on Thanksgiving by myself. So that one I knew I shot. But, like, we shot, like, I think nine mallards the day before or something with the three of us. Bartle, or not Bartle, sorry, me, Tommy, and Riley. It was like one of the first times Riley actually came out to the farm and we, we shot real good. Um, but like, there's some birds that I know Riley and I center punch together, like comes up middle lane and both of us just go, and yeah. you could tell because you just pillowcase and you're like, where'd you shoot that one? Same, okay. I bet it took us a good, good to almost going halfway through our second year hunting together to really start to like, I call it chemistry because I don't know what else to call it. It but is to chemistry. Game, gain that chemistry, chemistry to like figure out what the other guy likes to shoot. Like yeah. I know where he's going to go. It's no different than Joey. If Joey and I sit the right end, I don't go to the far right. I, I shoot my lane, but if there's a bunch of birds, I won't even go Oh, like, yeah, that to bird the, the right. far right is getting I, shot by Joey. Well, jo- Joey always just, for whatever reason, likes the far. Like He never comes in on my lane. He right. sticks to his, so I'll yep. go up. Yep. And if there's no birds in his lane, he has to shoot into mine. He always yeah. goes low, yeah. so I'll go high. Yeah, Joey always goes low, it seems like. Oh, yeah. But, like, so. you got to figure that out with your person. Yeah. Because Joey and yeah. I also hunted enough together where it's just the two of us on goose hunts where, like, guys got to bail early or we sit all day because Joey and I are the only idiots that are willing to sit all day generally. Yeah. Because at the time, neither one of us had anything else to do. Sure. <laughs> no girlfriends, no wives, no right, plans. Right. So it was just, like, it'd be, like, 10, and we're, like, Cal's, like, hey, um, I have plans today, and I'm not going to lie to you. We haven't seen birds in an hour and a half. I'm not yeah. sitting here all day. And Joey goes... You got anything to do today? I go, nope. He goes, fuck it. Let's sit here all day. And we'd sit fucking dawn oh, yeah. to dusk. Yep. And then it's like, well, now we're going to do tomorrow because we didn't scout. And he goes, well, we'll figure that out later. I'm like, dude, I hate doing this with you, but I, I don't mind it. Because then we generally shot some birds. Yep. But then there's like some fun hunts where we did that where then like five o'clock rolls around and the birds start moving. And you start really picking up a two-man fast. Oh, yeah. But then you start to gain that like your partner too. It yeah, also you learn how they're going to work. shoots yeah. too. Yeah. Important messages. Like, oh, no. I don't know what that was. Um, it just depends on who's shooting you with, too, because, like, I have buddies that I take out hunting or that I hunt with that can't hit the broads out of water if they fill out of a boat. Yeah, that's And then so I got buddies like, like Joey where, like, you shoot really good, Tommy shoots really good, Riley's really good, but, like, Joey's the first guy that I've ever shot with where, like, we're both as fast as the other and as accurate as the other. Like, when we shot Clay's your bachelor party, yeah, we were doing that, like, Tur- not tournament, but like competition. Who's who could shoot it faster? Yeah, yeah. Joey's the only one that was like p- pace for pace for me. And I was like, damn, I pride myself on being quick. Like, yeah. Okay. That's why you like to sit on the left side. You know that? Why? Because you want first shot. I do come out hot out of a yeah, layout you do. blind. Always. I come out hot. Yep. That's why I break doors. I, I know. That's why to I told. Life. That's why I told Tommy this. So like, that's that's something you learn hunting with people too. Like, I know that if you if I feel like you didn't call a shot yet. 
then I'm going to shoot what I want. Like once I get to a certain point, like you heard me today, call it when you didn't, you know? I was I was I was waiting on that. I, yeah, yeah, I but, wanted to see But I knew one Tommy didn't that. know what oh, to do. Yeah. And I, I And that was reason, the right call. Oh, it was. The only reason I didn't call it is that like you, four pack landed uh-huh. and the other pack, like Riley hit one more cluck and they kinda like hiccuped and I went, If we give this two seconds, could these spin and come like into us direct? I said, Because sure. if they come in direct into the hole, it's like this is gonna be a bloodbath. And then they like hiccuped, and I thought it, and then I heard kill him, and I'm like, I'm good with it. Like, yeah, yeah, it, you it didn't don't know. matter to me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. A bird in the hands better than two in the bush. So fucking smack them. Yeah. I don't care. Like, and that's one thing I do like about the guys we all hunt with is none of us like I've hunted with some groups where like one guy is calling the shot every single time, no matter what. And if you mess that up, people are ex- upset. None of us care who calls the shot. No, or like. Today, I had that single lined up, and I was like, Cal, kill that one if you got it. And I just assumed you did. I didn't check, and I should have. But I rolled the one I had because I knew right. it. I was like, I'm not waiting. Boom. No, but that like, was fine. I don't, oh, I yeah. But then like, then the four-pack, you were like, hey, I got him, and Tommy had him. I was like, I'm good with this. It's an okay shot for me, but if it's yeah. good for you two, let's do it. Yeah. But like, Riley never lets me forget. I blew a shot call on the hill above the river on yeah, like yeah. 18 mallards <laughs> at 10 yards. And I didn't see him because I was looking up at the flock at like 90. Yeah. And he's looking in the hole at 18 at 10 yards. And he just was like, got him. And I went, what? And I looked vertical. And then I realized after everyone was done shooting, because I came out and went up and went, I'm not shooting at that. That's like 50 yards. I'm like, what are you shooting? And everyone's shooting. I'm like, what the fuck? And I look, vert- I look horizontally down and I realized, oh, damn, we had greenheads in the hole. Yeah. And I never noticed them. I just, yeah. a packet broke off low and came in low, and I just was looking straight up. I didn't yeah. catch it on the downside. Yeah, dude. And Riley seen him, and all three guys we were with, my stepdad, Tony, and Riley, cut him right in the hole, and I had no idea. Oh, yeah. But at the end, I was like, I mean, hey, man. He's like, I wasn't waiting anymore, dude. Those were way too close. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. hey, I ain't going to argue with you. That's a fair call. That's a fair shot call. Yeah, yeah. Like, at 10 yards, if you didn't call it, I'd have done the same sure. damn thing. For sure. And that that's another thing, too. Like, I, I think you get comfortable enough. You know you know how people run and like nobody Oh nobody that I feel like we hunt with most of the time is like a greedy killer. No. They're more like this is the right opportunity and like I'm not trying to piss people off, but like also I think all of us are understanding enough to where like like today I had a bad shot call, the second flock, and Riley audibly went all right. And I could hear yeah. the tone and I went, God damn it. I'm uh-huh. like, You think that's you think that was early or late? And he went I mean, I would have given him another pass, and I went, well, here we are. It wasn't like a bad shot call, <laughs> yeah. but the audible, all right. All and I, right. I, well, and I heard the tone, and I've hunted with him enough to know him. Like, he didn't agree with that. And I, oh, just, yeah. I was like, I was already too late. I was already shoulder and safety off. I picked out one. I went, bing, and I crumbled it, and I went, well, and nobody else shot. And I was like, well, yeah, because you said doing? you were like, you guys want to do this? And you waited about a split second, and nobody responded, and you go, Kill him. him. I was like, cut him. And then Riley just audibly, all right. And I was like, yeah. he ain't shooting. And then nobody else shot. I knocked down the one because then they kind of, I lost him in the corn a little bit. I didn't yeah. have enough broke down. But then we got him to spin and come back. We ended up yeah. dropping like four more, which was Man, good. that's so fun when you get him to come back. Oh, and they spin back. I love I that. just am like, how? Like, why <laughs> and how? I truly think it's because they don't have a clue what just happened. Like, one of them just, they heard one loud noise out of nowhere. They don't know where it came from, what it was. And one of them fell out of the sky. Dude, because like you think like half most of that flock was to my right, so behind me, over the corn, thirty yards, and there's like six here, and I crumble the far one. So even these ones don't really get the full noise report. I feel like they're just like, what, 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 what just happened? What, what's going on? And they just kind of don't really know. And let's be real, some of the birds we shot today were really fresh. Like we cleaned one of them, dude. The the feathers, like his wing feathers, were so loose. Like, I'd bet that thing had only been flying for, like, three, four weeks, maybe. Seriously? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Dude. One of them was definitely a late hatch bird. It didn't It didn't even look right when I picked it up. I was like, that thing looks, like, odd, like, <laughs> sickly. And then, like, we started messing with it at the house. You think that avian flu? No, nothing weird. I did find a tumor in one of them today. Oh, no. Yeah, we breast one out, and it had, I don't know if it had, it was one of the adults. I don't know if it had been shot before or what, but it had a tumor in the left breast. Yeah. Like, I cut it open, and it just, like, exploded. And I was like, oh, whoa. And then I, like, kind of messed with it a little bit to see what all was going on. And it wasn't on the left side, and the bird was healthy looking otherwise. I just 
got rid you of that. Threw that right. I threw that right yeah. side away. I kept the left, but I threw the right Did side. Did you really? Away. Yeah, I mean, kept the left. Oh. You're gonna cook that shit into jerky. It ain't gonna. Nothing's gonna stay. I ain't worried about it. Yeah. I've, I've eaten worse shit. I've, yeah, I've got much worse concerns for cancer than some goose jerky. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> my, yeah. yeah I get that. Yeah, we're not even going down that road. <laughs> the look in your face when I asked you to blow my call today tells me all I need to know about my cancer possibilities. Oh, no. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Do you feel like, do you feel like early season is fun or... It used and to be, does so, it depend on your mentality? So I used to love early season when I had a lot more time to put into it because I used to have like August was relatively slow for my old job. Yeah. So like we used to have like 32 hour work weeks, 35, sure. maybe yeah. a 40. And you could like bail out of work. You're home at three, four o'clock. It was lax. It's so like yeah. I could scout and I could travel and I could put some miles on. I could yeah. log some ground down. Yeah. So like 18 to 21, 22, like early season was fun. High school early season was fun because it was summer and I melt cows. So I didn't care. Yeah. But, like, now as a legit, like, I want to say a legit adult because I own a home now, and that was, like, my standing point when I became a grown man. <laughs> okay. Um, because I had, like, I have a job now that I don't have that kind of free time. It It's fucking tough. And it's hard to compete with, like, some of these young kid groups that put seven, eight trucks in the ground. That milk cows. Well, yeah, because, like, so they like, have the perk that I used to have. You time. scout at work. You scout right after work before you go do anything else all yeah. day. You know what I mean? You've got way more time to put on. And, like, yeah. some of these kids are smarter than me. Like, back then I hunted with, like, three dudes. Now some of these guys are hunting eight, nine, ten-man groups. Yeah. Put eight trucks in the ground. You can cover a lot of goddamn miles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I still like early season. I just – I try to have one quality hunt a year. Like, last year, Riley and I banged a two-man, and then the next day we banged, like, 19 of our 20 out of, of, of a four-man hunt. Sure. And, like, that for me, two quality hunts, same field, had a blast. Dog worked great. We got a girl on her first goose. Um, shout out to Molly. We, we Molly. Put Molly yeah, yeah we, we put Molly on a good good hunt. And then like my buddy Jake, who I hadn't hunted with in like three years, was like, hey man, I'm free tomorrow if you want to hunt. I'm like, I'm actually, I got a good spot. Let's go. So like an old hunting buddy jumped in and had a banger. He had a blast. Like that was fun for me. And then like the day before, Riley and I hunting together is just like, we found nine birds in that field. Yeah. At, like, to, like, it was like last night. Riley and I came by the field actually to meet and talk and we both looked and went hey there's like 10 birds in that nine birds then yeah. i counted me goes it's exactly nine he goes it's better than nothing i yeah. was like you really want to hunt that morning he goes yeah we threw out like 14 decoys and hid two blinds and a dog and sat in and we probably seen 150 nice. we, we we were back we were cleaned up home clean birds and two breakfast by 805 that's so cool and i was like i could get behind this right that's <laughs> but, awesome but then like Three years ago, or two years ago, I didn't hunt much, but then three years ago, Bartle, me, and Riley hunted a wheat field north of town, and we banged a three-man real fast, like my only early season hunt. So again, yeah. like I, I look for a, one quality early season hunt, and I'm happy. Some guys love it because like, you get a kind of a, a north, north wind with a good migration day, and you can pull them down, and you have some fun. That stuff I haven't had one of those in like four years, so I don't I don't look at it that way. Few and far between. Yeah, I just don't don't. Unless get on you're it. like a guide, you know, like well, a guide, or you're a guy who can like really hey, spend the time. Hey, I have this great spot, great traffic line, great migration line, whatever you want to call it. Hey, yep. I got Saturday off. Let's dump the trailer and let's yeah, hunt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Riley's wedding was last weekend. The weekend yeah. before I worked, so like I was running out of days. And then honestly, like last night. <laughs> I called you at six thirty. I was like, "We probably ain't gonna hunt tomorrow because I ain't got nothing." And Tommy can't scout. And I was scouting when I was talking to you. And you were like, "I haven't found shit." And there I was, was like, "Well, if you haven't found shit. Riley hasn't found shit. We're kind of yeah. our options are out of uh, are gone." Because I I have a firm believer. I will not just go set up in some random field and hang out for the yeah. day. I, yeah. I got way too much other shit I could get done. If it was like late season November and there's a cornfield, I'm all about it. <laughs> Who actually like got you most interested in waterfall hunting? Because you know you my and uncle I AJ. Hunted. Yeah, because you and I have never really actually even talked about that. Yeah, so um, my dad and I and I grew up deer hunting and turkey hunting together. Like he took me turkey hunting like twice, but we deer hunted very hev heavily together, like as a family. And then uh, we do like one big game out west trip when I was young, and like that was it. Like deer hunting was the thing. We bow hunted, we shotgun hunted, we we did all that. We had deer property, and like you'd jump a wood duck pond when you're like young with your dad for funsies and shoot a couple woodies and call it good. Yeah, but then my uncle AJ got into waterfall hunting with a, a, his business partner in Wisconsin because they had a farm up by some uh, St. Croix Falls, just west, east of there, like 20 minutes. Okay. So AJ calls me one day and goes, hey, what are you doing today? I was like, nothing. And I was like, 
shit, ten or eleven, I bet. And it okay. was it was I think it was I want to say August, August or September. Whenever I think they did an August season back then over there for a short stint or something. I don't remember exactly when. Either way, he called me and he goes, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Nothing. I don't have anything on Friday." He goes, "I'm gonna come pick you up." And he lives in Hugo, so he drives to my mom's in Alberville, grabs me, and he goes, "I was like, what are we doing?" He goes, "We're going hunting." I was like, "Deer hunting?" He goes, "No." And I was like, "Okay." What do you need? He goes, nothing. He goes, you can't shoot, but you can just come with. I'm like, okay. He's brought me with. We killed like 45 honkers the first morning and 55 the next morning, and it was some of the coolest hunting I've ever been a part of, and I've never had more fun. And then like from then I was hooked. So then he brought me one more weekend, and then then I started. I convinced my grandparents that year to buy me some decoys, and then the next year I could shoot. So I must have been 11. So then the next year I could shoot because I 12. was 12. I could shoot them my own, whatever. And then I went with him to Wisconsin once, shot. I hunted here once and shot a little bit. And then I went to the Dakotas with him. And then when I was 13, I bought a dog from a guy who then brought me on my first, like, duck hunting trip, specifically to the, to the Dakotas. And that was – I'll never be able to beat that week. We shot an eight-man to nine-man limit of mallards and pintails every day. We shot a mix of honkers, specks, and snows every day, and cranes every day. It's unreal. So, like, we, the, I'll never forget the, the third morning we shot a hybrid, a, a black duck mallard cross. Um, but we shot our limit and then, like, 20 honkers, 10 snows, and two specks in 34 minutes. Holy shit. And then we're back to the truck and, like, done for the day. That's insane. And as, like, a th- I was, I would have been 13. 13. I would have been 13. I was, or, yeah, in 13, turning 14, I was like, this is in, this is stupid. Like, this is normal. They're like, oh, yeah. Little did I know Minnesota's not that way. Right. That was not that way. But, um, but no, yeah, that, my uncle's the one that really got me into it. He brought me, shit, three trips to the Dakotas, three trips to Wisconsin, everywhere. And then after that first, after the first, like, flock of honkers set up and did it, I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, so, so then, cool. like, my grandma makes jokes at all, every family event how... <clears throat> Um, it's my uncle's fault that I'm broke all the time because I always yeah. bitch that I'm broke. Yeah. Because um, I spend all my money on hunting duck equipment hunting. and yeah. duck hunting shit. And now, now I'm getting into other things. I coyote hunt a lot more than I used to. I big game hunt a little bit. I bow hunt a little bit. So yeah. like, I've started to dabble in multiple things, but like, I've still got... I mean, if you ask Peyton, we have an, a, a stupid amount of decoys that we don't need to have. For sure. I have hunting equipment in like every farm shed we have. Yeah. I have shit that I'd, I haven't used in five years. It just sits there and collects dust. Oh, I know. But like, I just... You don't got to tell me. Uh, I'm not a big gear guy, though. I'm not. Yeah, I'm... Not, I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> yeah, this this conversation we're saving, actually. Oh, we're going to save yeah, this one? Yeah, because it's a long enough good conversation between me and you that... We're going to do this as another we can't, podcast. We're yeah. for sure going to do it Because the audience podcast. needs to realize that I am not a gear guy. Yeah. And that Cal just likes to think I am. No, I just like to have thing, decoys. This is my podcast, <laughs> and they know that you are a gear guy based on how you're defending it before I even said anything. So we'll just leave that for another podcast. Yeah, we'll do that a different time. But... But oh yeah, my uncle did. That was like the yeah. greatest gift he ever gave me. So it's pretty cool, man. He's, Would he's you a, still say that duck hunting is your favorite hunt? Like waterfall hunting, is that still your favorite hunting? Because you've gotten like so into other stuff too. I would say for different reasons, there's a tie. Between? So, predator hunting is the biggest rush I've ever had in my life because sure. like it's different. When you get something to come running up a field to a call... Yeah. And he comes barreling in, angry, wanting to eat your call, and like tackles it. Like the field we hunted today, I shot a double there last year, and both those coyotes, I shot one at 14 yards and the other one at like 110 because mm-hmm. I missed. But they tackled my call. When you're sitting in a hay bale or like leaning against a hay bale and it's 10 degrees and it's blowing 30 miles an hour and you can't see or hear shit, and they just come out of nowhere and tackle it in the snow, my heart's never raced so hard in my life. Like it was the coolest thing. Um, but I would say for the adrenaline rush and, like, the rush it gives me and the anticipation and the nerves, predator hunting wins that one. Mm-hmm. But I'd still dog train, and I love the dog work of it, and I love working ducks in a field or on water. So I would say yeah. waterfall hunting as a whole because I love I love goose hunting too. I just I would have to choose. But waterfall hunting as a whole, I love the dog work. I love the camaraderie. I love the guys. I love the work that goes into it. Yeah. I would say it's a, it's a tie. Deer hunting is a is a, th- a fourth place for me. Western big game is my I'll say my second. Sure. Uh, I actually know my third. Pheasant hunting is my second for sure. Okay. So I would tie waterfall and predator. Pheasant hunting then is the pheasant, second. Then big game. And then big game. And then and whitetail. Then wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And then turkey Think you'll hunting. Ever get turkey more hunting. Into whitetail hunting the, or. 
I think if I had like a piece of property to manage, sure, either in Minnesota or like Kansas, Nebraska, the Dakotas or Wisconsin, something like that, where I could do it. We have a property we deer hunt at. It's just not big enough to manage, and the neighbors just slaughter whatever walks by. So sure. like, if you're going to manage, it's just not the right area to do it. Yeah. But if I had like a hundred acre farm in Kansas, I think I'd get really big into deer hunting because building big deer is super interesting to me. And yeah, like, me I too. Love, I, I don't know anything about it, but it's so cool to like. Try I to. have gotten really nerdy about it the last like two years. I yeah. love to watch videos about guys talk about like strategies and cover trees and oh, we we put water here and salt licks here and then this type of feed in and we do this for late season feed and we only cut off. You mean like this and that? Like it's super interesting to me. Like oh, guys make bedding grounds and then oh, this twenty acres of our property, no one's ever no one's ever entered in twenty years. Like this is their safe haven. We do not go in it. Oh, okay. That's so insane. Oh, me. yeah. Like, I watched, like, an, I go down a rabbit hole sometimes because I'm, I'm a total nerd when it comes to some of that shit. But, like, well, yeah, I watched, this makes like, me think hour. of, um, if you've listened to, like, Joe Rogan talk about it or, like, the meat eater guys, but, like, Doug Duran's property in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, Doug Duran's property is insane. Yeah. I've, I've listened, I've watched some videos and some podcasts about him and his property, but there, I don't remember the guy, but there's a guy in Kansas that's got, like, 200 acres. There's a 50 acre piece of that. That he hasn't entered since 1975. Holy shit. Like, he's like, nope. No one goes in there. Nobody's allowed to hunt it. He goes, that's just their place. And he shoots stupid big deer. I watched an hour and a half long video about his property one day. I went down a deep With hole. a bow? Um, He rifle and oh, bow really? hunts. He does yeah. both. Um, okay. Down there, if I remember right, you can shoot. Don't quote me, and I'll probably get someone to tell me that I'm wrong. I'm sure. But I thought you could shoot one with a bow and one with a rifle. Okay. I forget if it's Nebraska or Kansas. Oh, that's sure. Like that. Interesting. So like, I mean, if we could double dip, I would double dip. Yeah. We can only shoot one. Right. I usually shoot two deer a year anyway, but like, no, I, th- I think I would get, I think, I think Whitetail would move up my list if I had like my own property to like groom it. Yeah. If I, if I had like an ideal property, like the dream would be like 250 acres in Kansas or Nebraska, somewhere cool where I could build some like big deer. Mm-hmm. Then I would, I would, what, I mean, what my Western Bing game fetish would fall down, pheasanting would fall down. Sure. I, I would really get into that. Then. Yeah. But I love, again, the pheasanting is the dog work, and I love the mountains, so Western Bing game just kind of wins. Yeah. I also, I mean, everyone laughs, but I hunt everything. So, like, I'm For sure. Down. I'm yeah, that's down. why I asked you. <laughs> yeah, most yeah, guys. That's why I asked. And that's why it's tough. It's, like, hard to pick. Because, like, I have a buddy who wants to do a Nebraska bow hunt in the Sandhills for a mule deer, and I was like... I can only go for like a day and a half, but I'll turn and burn. I'm in $400 tag and just go down and do it. But like, am I going to be successful? Highly unlikely. But how do you say no to like an adventure? Fuck it. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess like the adventure would be, you know, could I go for longer at a different time? Ooh, and actually I make wish it worth I could, it? but I got another tag to fill. So we're just trying to pencil in some tight ones here. Oh my God. Well, dude, let's wrap it there because I think there's enough. You're gonna be a regular, oh god, friend yeah. of the pod. Friend need to hear, pod. need to hear more um, for our our regular listeners of the Gavin Colas lifestyle, the choices. You know, it's a whole, it's a whole culture, really. It's a different deal. It is. Yeah. So thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Always, brother. guys. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave us a review. See you guys soon.